0: My money and me every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back. It's 22 and 9. Before we wrap up, we're talking to Dr. Tumelo Makama. Makamu, Makamo. Makamu. she is a medical doctor by profession, but she recently made headlines as the doctor will quit her career to follow her passion. She is uh, she's a passionate event and wedding planner with over seven years in the event industry. Also, she has a strong organizational skills and she is highly professional. Now, with a medical background of understanding confidentiality, she has managed and executed very high profile events, including those of the office and the presidency and some celebrities, Dr. Tomelo Makuma has obtained a certificate in advanced weddings and event planning, and she is now the CEO and head planner of the Wedding Butterfly. A very good evening to you. Thanks good so much evening, for joining
1: Sandra. me. Thank you so much for having me, and good evening to your listeners as well. So
0: you know, it's 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 these are two very different professions. Yes. I mean, you uh, tell me about the transition from you know uh, being a doctor to now. Um, a wedding planner plan, yes. so it started
1: off as a hobby so i had no intention or no idea that i would turn it into a business in the initial stages so i was just doing it as something that i was la- that i loved you mm. know so when they used to ask what is your hobby mine would be uh, decorations and planning and I used to do it for relatives for friends for free as a, because it's something that I enjoyed and I did one particular baby shower that I will always refer to because after that particular shower one of my sisters then advised me to actually start charging for it which I did and the reception was quite good and I then decided to do a course in advanced wedding planning it all sounds like a smooth running
0: simple plan
1: (laughs) was it actually it wasn't Mm. there was a lot of ups and downs especially in the initial stages so i did the course and i thought okay i've got a certificate and Mm. then i registered my company then i thought wow okay i've got a company registered now i'm ready to go but it was not like that Mm. you know so i had not done uh, any wedding and I had not done like events that I could put out as part of my portfolio that could actually lend me a, a serious and proper events. So I struggled quite a bit. And the mistake that I made in the beginning was to quit my job mm. when I had not actually planned properly for it. So I quit. I thought I'm set. I've got a certificate. I've got a company. I'm ready to go. But it it did not work out as planned
0: well this is the case with so many entrepreneurs yes. you know you start something off and I think the biggest issue is having a cash flow yes um, if you if you don't have any clients and mm-hmm. you're not making any mm-hmm. money it's unwise to actually leave a paying Definitely. job but before we go further with that why did you I mean I know you said this is a hobby and it's a passion but I mean you know becoming a doctor is quite big i mean Mm. there's so many more years (laughs) into studying to become a medical profession and um and you left that why yeah
1: so i was not enjoying it i'll be Mm. honest with you so i did not like clinical medicine it used to frustrate me it used to just get me all depressed and i actually figured that out when i was already halfway through my medical studies so when i was doing my third year in medicine I realized this is not for me because mm-hmm. even at that stage I started businesses as a medical student so I had a stall at a flea market and I was selling things while my classmates were swamped with books I was running businesses on the side so I knew from early on that I wanted to be an entrepreneur actually my okay. entrepreneurship journey started when I was in grade 8 mm. I used to sell grade 9 I used to sell uh, chips to my fellow students it was not even allowed it's cool then, but i did that but it was in your blood it was in my blood
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you didn't enjoy it and then eventually you know you you made this hobby a business but as you were saying that you know quite a few challenges Mm. cash flow what was the biggest problem when you when you when you started this business
1: so the biggest challenge was uh selling myself to clients because i had nothing to sell mm. myself with uh, it was booking clients really mm. the biggest challenge was booking clients and eventually wh- when i started booking clients then i i felt like i was stuck and the next challenge was moved to the next level in terms of booking luxury clients you know so in the initial stages um i think m- my first wedding planning client i only booked a year later a year after opening year, the business so I put, I opened the business in 2012 and my first Shoot. wedding planning client was in 2013 which was a colleague of mine and she said to me I know you've never booked a wedding but I want to give this to you you oh. know and she saw how passionate I was and that opened
0: what do you think the awesome. issue was well, what do you think the problem was because I mean while you were doing it as a hobby mm-hmm. um, you had clients and then suddenly you started, they started paying. But once you've opened the business, yes, you've so. got the qualification, now it takes a whole year to actually book a client.
1: So when I was doing it as a hobby, I did not have like real clients. So mm. I would just help out with, if my cousin had a wedding, then I would just help out with the decoration. So I could not take credit for the work because I would just only hop in yeah. on the day and sometimes you'd find that the budget is so restricted and what you put out it's not something that you could actually sell yourself w- with you know and when I eventually started um, getting a few clients it was birthday parties so it was difficult to convince someone to say I can do your wedding but the only thing that I had to show was the kiddies birthday parties.
0: Oh So you didn't really actually, you you didn't have a profile. I didn't have a profile. And obviously you can't have a profile if you don't have clients. (laughs) So that's quite a challenge. It was,
1: yeah. And I think um, part of what I should have done, which is what I advise people, maybe ask a cousin or a family or friend and just help in without even being paid for it. You know, Mm. then in that way, you are creating a profile and a portfolio for yourself. Yeah. So I just waited for paint lines, you know, and nobody can really, really trust you with their wedding when it's a once-off event yeah. when really you don't have anything to show.
0: And, and this is the thing with eventing as well. People want to go to names. They want people that um, are established, yes, you know, yes, so that yes. they, they're confident. It's almost like a referral. Yes, you know, yes. So here's a person with a full-on profile. They've done this. They've done that. We know what we're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still needed to build that. How important do you feel like you know? Yes, you went and did the um, the wedding planning course. Mm-hmm. How important was it for you to actually develop business skills? Mm.
1: Passion on its own, it's not enough for you to be able to run a sustainable business. So part of what you need to do is to couple it with some skills. So that, I think, plays a very vital role in running a business. So, I mean, you can love uh, cleaning or whatever your passion is, but if you're going to run it as a business, you need some kind of skill. So you can go equip yourself Mm -hmm. or bring people on board that are skilled in Business, you know, to help you to run it uh, uh, and be sustainable.
0: What were the? I mean, once once you got going, I mean, how how long are you running um, the wedding? So butterfly? it's uh, it's twenty twelve. So it's gonna be nine years. So that's a considerable amount yes, of time. It's yes. taking you a long time. But I know you did say that there were challenges in between where you needed to go back to work because mm-hmm. running a business was becoming so difficult. Tell me about a, you know, w- w- what's the typical day for a wedding planner? Mm, it does not. It's not as glamorous
1: <laughs> <laughs> as we put it out to be because I think… We don't show a lot of what happens behind mm-hmm. the scenes, so there's a lot that um, goes on. But what helps us to manage the day is to have schedules in place. So we, you would have a schedule for suppliers set up and a schedule to run the day. So for for the suppliers, depending on infrastructure, if you have to build infrastructure like a marquee, that would usually even start on a Wednesday. So your job does not start on the day. Mm. So you would maybe set up a marquee from Wednesday, put in the finisher on Thursday, finish off the deco and flowers on a Friday and then on the day, then you have um, another schedule what time the bride must wake up what time her makeup must be done the bridal party make sure that every service provider has arrived on time and they know where to go what to do and everything is perfect you know so that's in a nutshell a job of a wedding planner
0: and then obviously you have people working under you but then you know in in order to delegate those duties, you need to have all of these sh- schedules. You need to know yes. exactly what's happening when. I mean, you, you need to have really good organizational skills. Yes,
1: definitely. Yes.
0: And also having
1: schedules, but not communicated to everyone is useless mm-hmm. as well. So every single creative partner on board must know exactly what they're going to do. So if you have a sound engineer, so they must know already the size of the marquee, a floor plan where they're going to set up. Is there an overflow? how they're going to cater for the overflow and all sorts of things. So you have schedules and all of those things, but also communication because it's not a one man's Mm. job. So everything depends on everybody else that is involved. And then obviously you have to work with the wedding couple
0: and that could be a challenge (laughs) on its own. (laughs) If, If somebody comes and says, I want to get married in the next two weeks, what do I and You think it to yourself. I I don't. I can't pull out. You know, rabbits out of hats. We can
1: do a wedding in two weeks. In two
0: weeks. Yes. Wow. So if well, the funds that you spoke about, yes.
1: <laughs> if the funds are there, uh, we can do something in two. Weeks. Oh, of course. Money can make yes. the world go round. But
0: if somebody comes with a very limited budget,
1: that's gonna be very hard. Because mm-hmm. remember, if you come at short notice, so we also most service providers would have already been booked Mm. out so we don't have choice in terms of who we can pick and also we can't even negotiate anything so we'll just go with whoever that is the if we needed to order certain things on time, we wouldn't have had that time. So you're going to pay a high price, really, for planning your event. at You do
0: also depend on so many other people. Because, exactly. I mean, you would be ordering, you need suppliers to deliver on time. If they don't pitch up or they get lost or something happens, then what do you do? If they don't rock up yeah. at the wedding. Ooh, that has happened to me. What if the person doesn't
1: pitch up with the, the tablecloths for the tables? <laughs> So, I've had a wedding where an MC did not pitch up. Mm-hmm. And this is a person we communicated with throughout the week. Day before, we sent a location. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we sent uh, the schedule, everything. And on the day in the morning, our usually just like to touch base with everyone Mm, again mm, you know just mm. to make sure okay is everything on track and i got the shock of my life and he was not coming luckily because i don't work alone so i had a team of people and we managed to get Mm -hmm. a substitute you know but also that's a plan of a wedding planner so the bride did not know that we have a crisis so you handle the behind the scenes and the bride is relaxed doing her makeup in her room so They don't know that some of the challenges that go behind the scenes tell me about
0: the biggest challenge that we're all facing right now and especially i mean you know we were looking at this uh the uh, because of COVID, Mm -hmm. um weddings were suspended recently uh the licenses that they were giving out i mean how does this impact you i mean for the last year Everything was so uncertain, Mm -hmm. and we're still in so much of uncertainty. How is that impacting your
1: business? (sighs) It's really, really frustrating. Mm. It's very disheartening, and not only to us, but to our couples as well. More especially because you don't know how to plan, what to plan for, for when to plan for anything. I mean, I've got a wedding that is scheduled for end of Feb. And I was talking with my bride today, and she would still really love to go ahead with the wedding, but we don't know if mm. we'll be able to host weddings end of Feb. You know, apart from the financial uh, strain that it has put on us, the emotional part of it is also has been, uh, has had a, quite a huge impact on all of us, you know. So we still can't host weddings. Mm. But religious ceremonies are allowed. So what you can do, you can actually have a ceremony now with 50 guests indoors in at a church or at a chapel. and yeah. But there can be a party. If you want to celebrate, mm. you can go celebrate at a restaurant because restaurants mm. are allowed to...
0: So, I mean, there's like nothing happening in nothing the eventing happening. industry. Yeah. You know, so how do you manage these times? I mean, what, what are you doing to get through this time while you wait for more clarification from government? So
1: I've been lucky. I've done a couple of things. So one of them, I opened a sister company, Butterfly Florals SA, which um, specializes in dignified send-off. So we've been doing sort of like luxurious uh, flowers and decor for funeral setups because we realized if we can't do weddings, maybe we can do flowers and that has never been part of our offering in the past Mm. and we've also when we were allowed to do intimate events we did that there was a time we did drive through baby shower so we would set up on your drive through and people would just drop off gifts and take pictures and those were quite beautiful but also what I did recently I went back uh, into the medical field. But uh, not, I'm not doing clinical work as an occupational mm. health doctor. Okay.
0: Yes. Well, I suppose that, you know, it it helps you survive in the meantime. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but it's also interesting that you've managed to diversify the business yes. and do other things, use yes. your resources to go elsewhere. Um, it's It's probably going to be, you know, like this for a while. But I mean in the In the time where the lockdown was you know was was eased a little bit towards the end of last year, mm-hmm. and well that in between you know it keeps on going up mm-hmm. and down mm-hmm. um were people still wanting to um do the whole big
1: wedding? no no because so. when when the when lockdown was east we actually had literally just one wedding mm. and everybody else was like you know what we gonna pause and people are scared and it's really uncomfortable mm. for the clients for us for everyone you know even the guests themselves and also our clients also are business people and most of them have been hit hard by the pandemic. Yeah. So financial part of it also makes it difficult for people to go ahead with the events. So a lot of them are completely on pause until... And this would have been your like
0: busiest this. month, right? With
1: Valentine's yes. Day and... Yes, actually, yeah, from we are busy from August all the way through to December, then a little bit Jane, Feb, March,
0: then a bit quiet mm. in the winter. Then. We
1: take off again okay well
0: let's let's hope that we uh, you know that we can get some more clarification, but what mm. um I'm sure it will come in you know soon enough, uh, but from yeah, what I hear, that, so. you know home Affairs has suspended all the marriage licenses, so you have to wait um what's the plans going forward? i mean you know you 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 biding time, you've gone back into uh, medics mm-hmm. um but the plan is still to get back into it once everything's Definitely opened up again is. the plan is still to get back
1: into it once everything so with some way we've suspended our planning process because there's nothing much to plan as well and clients also they just feel like mm. you know what let's just put things on hold until there's direction yeah. into the whole difficult
0: times difficult it is, times it is tomorrow give me your most important lesson for anybody wanting to get into business and getting specifically into your kind of business, wedding planning, eventing?
1: So I would say I think one of the most important things is to make sure that uh, you equip yourself with skill and knowledge so whether it's through a mentorship or shadowing someone there's a lot of courses online and full-time part-time courses and also planning you know so if you're working a full-time job rather plan seek advice before you actually quit your job and also believe in yourself so when you believe in your dream uh, then everybody else will believe in you
0: great advice thank you so much for your time dr tumelo makuma ceo of the wedding butterfly thank you so much for joining me this evening and sharing your money journey with us well that brings us to the end of my money and me this evening i'll be back again next tuesday please be safe big black is up next